Thank you for joining us for the Friday edition of Main Thing Radio with Pastor Robert Fountain and his wife, Elizabeth. Today, Robert and Elizabeth will continue tackling life issues from a married perspective. His love is the main thing. His love is the main thing. So we mix it up, mix it up. His love is the main thing. His love is the main thing. It says in Romans 1 that it's when we stop giving thanks that all these perversions begin to just take place in our hearts. It happens so quickly. Where were you when God first found you? And what happened to that person? It's wonderful that He changes us. It's so good that we don't remain who we were. But at the same time, if we're not careful, we start thinking that we earned whatever we are now. God doesn't want us to lose sight of who we used to be and where He's rescued us from. The enemies that we faced in the past may come to face us again. And if they defeated you last time, they'll try to do that again. Pastor Robert and Elizabeth will teach about learning from the past, from our mistakes, and from our successes. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert and his wife, Elizabeth. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. Now here's Pastor Robert and Elizabeth with today's message. Revelation 2.4, Nevertheless, I have this against you, that you have left your first love. It was the theme Sunday morning, Sunday night. I heard it on the radio driving in here, and when we were preparing this, it was before I even knew what was going to go on this weekend. Like, God is so emphasizing this verse. Don't forget your first love. And so it must be very, very important to us. And I think it has to do with the fact that if we forget our first love, forget whatever was our being shepherd, and we just think we were born kings, we become entitled so quickly. We begin so quickly to think about what God owes us and what we're doing for Him, rather than what He has done for us. And if we lose the appreciation for what He has done for us, we've lost everything. We've lost our entire perspective. We've lost... It says in Romans 1 that it's when we stop giving thanks that all these perversions begin to just take place in our hearts. It happens so quickly. Where were you when God first found you? And what happened to that person? It's wonderful that he changes us. It's so good that we don't remain who we were. But at the same time, if we're not careful, we start thinking that we earned whatever we are now. That somehow it's something we made or we now deserve. And one of the ways it shows up really is, and I'm thinking it has a lot to do with this theme of living in his presence and and to not forsake our first love, is that we begin to think we are doing something for God. I'm building you a house, God. I'm working so hard. Yeah, and and it shows up, honestly, in how we approach like what we volunteer for and what we do with our time, because we see ourselves as so generous. How hard we do this, how much we do that. And that may be true, and it may be God's appreciation, but if that's without the appreciation for what, if it's not in response to what he has done for us, something is missing. The pulse 
of love is missing and then it really doesn't matter what else we do. So the question number seven, it's a hard one and, and we don't ask these without having gone through them ourselves, but where do you, where does entitlement creep up for you? What do you feel God owes you and why? How did that show up in there? Verse nine, and God says, I've been with you wherever you have gone and I've cut off all your enemies from before you and I've made you a great name, like the name of the great men who are on the earth, like I made you that, don't forget that, right? Which enemies did he cut off before you? Which enemies did he give you victory over? Name them, be aware of them, because those same enemies will wait for you again. They may have a new disguise. They may try to take you off guard. But it seems to be that we wrestle, I think, yeah. the same enemies in different ways. Somehow the enemy has figured us out enough to know which ones work on us individually. Yeah, it's the same stuff, you know, over and over, year by year. One of the things that I've learned, you know, it, for me, in, in my 20s, it, it was despair that overtook me, you know, to such a degree that it just wiped me out. I mean, it put me to bed. You know, by the time I was 22 years old, I'd shot a girl in the face. I'd watched 12, 13-year-old classmates being attacked with knives and guns. The, the school that I spent one year in, in that school, and it was truly a, a war zone. I'd experienced the tragic death of several close friends and been married and divorced and walked through just the devastating loss of our family business and, you know, lost our house and, and all of that. And, and, and then in my 30s and 40s, it shifted from that to depression and anxiety and PTSD. And, you know, even now in my late 50s, I, I still have to actively battle against pessimism and discouragement and, and, you know, the anxiety that goes with it. But each battle fought and won prepares us, makes us stronger for the next one. Not but, too long after I met the Lord Jesus, he, he spoke 2 Chronicles 20.17 to my heart. 2 Chronicles 20.17 says, You will not need to fight in this battle. Position yourselves. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord who is with you, Judah and Jerusalem. Do not fear or be dismayed. Tomorrow, go out against them, for the Lord is with you. And I remember the day I was, you know, I still kind of see myself. I was stopped at a red light when the Lord just kind of spoke that to my heart. You know, I was just a baby believer and hadn't read that. It's not, you know, it, it was just something that the Lord was speaking in, into my heart. Don't be afraid. You're not going to have to fight this. This is my fight. See, God says to us, this is my fight. But you have to take a stand. Yeah. You have to stand with me. And I'll fight the battle. And for me, that was, you know, so, you know, go out there tomorrow, take your stand, make the hard choices, bring things into the light, be accountable, you know, do these things. And then God cuts off our enemies, you know. He trains us to live in the freedom that he bought for us, you know, to only concern ourselves with what pleases him what he thinks, you know, what, what does he want me to do in this situation? What's going to honor him in this situation? You know, what's going to please him? If he doesn't want me to build him a house, well, then I must not build him a house, even though I think it would be a really cool thing for me to build him a house. You know what I mean? It's like, no, not going to do that. 
not going to do it. And I'm not going to, you know, one of the things I think part of what David was battling at that point in time, and we've alluded to it, was just his own sense of importance, his own sense of value, you know, and a lot of times we do that, you know, we, I don't know if it's cultural, I, I mean, I don't, I don't know, but we, every human being seems to have a need to prove themselves. And it's no different in ministry. You know, pastors comparing notes about ministry, you know, it's like who's, who's doing the best job, who's the most successful in ministry or, or whatever. Yeah. You know, because we compare ourselves among ourselves, which he tells us don't do that, but we do. We do, and that sense of self-worth and self-value. But what he wants us to do is keep our eyes fixed on him and then take note of the enemies that we face. Like Elizabeth said, they're coming back. They're coming back. And if they defeated you last week, then they're going to come back quickly because they want to keep working on you. But learn from your mistakes. If you had success, learn from that because you're not done. You're going to have another opportunity to... To deal with them again and just keep dealing with them. You're keep never immune. You're right. never, you ever never past outgrow the it. Second yeah. Samuel seven ten, God says, Moreover, I will appoint a place for my people Israel and will plant them that they may dwell in a place of their own and move no more. Nor shall the sons of wickedness oppress them anymore as previously, since the time that I commanded judges to be over my people Israel and have caused you to rest from all your enemies. Also, the Lord tells you that he will make you a house. You know, God has given Israel a permanent home. It's one of the things that gets missed, you know, by the, um, all, all those who debate it. God gave Israel a permanent home. And, and he did that in part as, as a picture of our new home. You know, one day we're going to get a permanent new home where nobody will ever again oppress us or attack us. You know, there won't be any enemies coming after. We have to remember that we're not home yet. You know, that this is not home. We're not home yet. But God does intend to use the things we face to prepare us for paradise, to prepare us for what lies ahead. Somehow in his economy, the things that we learn here on earth are going to matter for all eternity. They're going to stay with us. He's, he's working in us in preparation, you know, for what comes next. And it's something that we have to be aware of. So often we get bogged down in this life, you know, and we we lose sight of the fact that this is just the tiniest little beginning part. Thanks for joining us for this special Friday edition of Main Thing Radio with Pastor Robert Fountain and his wife, Elizabeth. Each Friday here on Main Thing Radio, Pastor Robert and Elizabeth will be tackling various issues that we face as Christians from a husband and wife perspective. Be sure to join us each Friday for these insightful messages from Pastor Robert and Elizabeth. For more information about Main Thing Radio, Pastor Robert, Elizabeth, and Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach, log on to MainThingRadio.com. That's MainThingRadio.com. At our website, you'll find today's broadcast for you to listen to or download. We also encourage you to prayerfully consider financially supporting Main Thing Radio. With a gift of any amount, we will send you an MP3 CD of the current series Pastor Robert is teaching through here on Main Thing Radio. A secure option for you to give has been provided via PayPal. That's all available at MainThingRadio.com. We'd also like to encourage you to follow us on Twitter. 
A link to subscribe to our Twitter feed is available on MainThingRadio.com. Again, thanks so much for joining us today. Remember to join us on Monday as Pastor Robert will continue teaching verse by verse through the Word of God. That's next time on Main Thing Radio.